All right, hello, idiots on parade, the two ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going? All is well here. All is uh, better by me than it is for members of the Alliance of American Football. Um, I know I didn't send you the link on this, but uh, have you uh, seen anything about it? No. Well, it uh, folded. It uh, they they it, it went under already. It was uh, supposed to run ten weeks for a season, and I don't know how many weeks deep they are. I think they're eight weeks in, maybe nine, and they they just. That's it. It's done. And the Alliance of American Football. Yeah, the the, the competition. Was, was that like were, were they supposed to take over the the Avengers or something? Their their new superhero, something like that. It's uh, the competition to the NFL. It start after the Super yeah. Bowl. They started as like uh, Vince McMahon's XFL back in the day. Um, they started their own league that would play after the NFL, so there'd be more football. And, yeah. and like. Everybody thought it was a bad idea, or I'm pretty sure everyone did, because when I saw it, I'm like, okay, that's neat, but it's already failed in the past. Um, the reason I feel bad about it is I, I didn't support it. I didn't watch it. I watched part of one game, and the, the part of one game I watched, the football was fun. I enjoyed it, but what was funny is the cameraman, the director of the football game, was trying so hard to not have any camera shot off the field. Oh, you can't do it. Because whenever the camera would drift ever so slightly into the stadium, you would see that it was empty, that there was no one there. No one was going to these games. And so no one's going to the games in person. Very few people were watching them on TV, and so it folded. And the reason I feel bad is because it went under in a day. Apparently, when this thing was founded, um, they, they said, they told everybody, we have funding, we have financing for three years. We plan on not being profitable for three years. We're going to make this work. And then at the end of three years, hopefully, you know, people have an interest, but they lied. And so now the stories I'm reading are of these players that are just trapped in cities. They, they got, they, first of all, they don't get paid through the end of the season. Their last paycheck was their last paycheck, regardless of their contract. And some players got back to their hotel after practice. Like, they went to practice and got told, that's it, the season's over. And they got back to the hotel, and their shit was in the lobby. They got kicked out of the hotel. It's like, these guys got fucked. And that's why I feel bad, is these guys, they want to make it in the NFL. They didn't. And so they look at this as a chance of living their dream, of maybe putting together a tape and and getting to the NFL next season— and they're all getting fucked. And there are guys that have uh, injuries and broken arms that got hurt. And now they're on the hook for their own medical bills. It's really horrible. And I hope the guys that are in charge get the shit suit out of them and or go to jail. It's, it's fucking outrageous. It's, it's depressing. I mean, imagine being a guy that this is your last chance to do what you want, your dream, and you just get fucked like this. Well, you know what the worst part about it is? I read that this whoever was running this league made each of these guys to every game bring 10 friends who had to buy two drinks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's just like, dude, what are you doing? It's bad enough to do that to comics. These guys are putting their bodies on the line. Come on now. And that's why I feel bad for him is because I can relate to him. Like you just said, to people that are listening, that is a... That's called a bringer show in the world of comedy, where if you want five minutes of stage time, you have to bring 10 paying customers. Otherwise, you don't get to tell jokes. And yeah, so I relate to these guys that are trying to live their dream and, and getting shit on. So just 
kind of sad to me. I don't have much to say. And I feel guilty. I don't feel guilty. Like I didn't watch it. I, I didn't think it was going to be, I'm like, I like the NFL. I love football, but it doesn't mean that the instant it was over, I'm like, Ooh, now I'm going to watch football light. You know? I'm yeah, dude. I, I definitely relate to him. It, it, the pan out shot where it's showing just a few people, it's like doing, doing a, doing a 12 o'clock bar show in, in the village in front of like seven people. That's bad enough for stand up, but when you do it for football, that's that's dark, man. Because you have to just sort of keep playing really hard. You can't just start, you know, in the, in the middle of the play, you start doing crowd work. You know what I'm saying? You just pass the ball <laughs> to somebody in the audience. Hey, where are you from? What do you do for work? How long have you two been together? Like you can't you can't do that, you know. And when you're in a bar in the village or any show, chances are. There are 50 seats and maybe 10 people in those seats, and it is what it is. When you are in a 30,000-person stadium, and I guess they did go smaller than the traditional 70,000 stadiums, like they they used uh, college or high school, I don't know. Either way, when there are 3,000 people in a 30,000 stadium, that that shows that there's not a lot going on. Right. It'll be like, uh, you know... um They'll just be, even the fans are fucking it up. They're cheering it. Go Hawks or Eagles. Sorry, I forget. This is the first game. I forgot what bird you guys are. Or I apologize. You, or you hear the individual heckles. Like, if there's one guy yelling, you suck, you hear that one guy. <laughs> he's the only guy in the audience. So. It's actually, it's. It's like that. It's the quarterback's angry ex stepdad. You know what I mean? Like all the hecklers know these guys personally. It's like they're 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 old high school bully. I told you you wouldn't fucking make it. What are you doing? Well, I do you do- think? Do you think this league was started by Elizabeth Holmes, the lady that made the Theranos <laughs> thing? <laughs> do you think this was her next venture? Do you think she was like? Talking to NFL owners with that fucking big bug-eyed stare of hers, not blinking. I think we can totally make the NFL, but a better NFL, and and it just flopped. It did. I it and again, I just feel bad for the players because it happened. Like at least take it to the end of the season, you know, so that you're not stuck in a different city in a hotel room. And yeah, they and these and these players apparently were getting seven thousand dollars a game. So these were not, you know, your your multi-million dollar NFL stars. These were guys on the fringes that just wanted to play football and hopefully put, hopefully put together a tape so they could present it to the NFL like, "Hey, here's my audition tape." But yeah, they Now what I what I think it was, I them. think this was this was the movie pass guy's next venture where he's like, "Listen, <laughs> I know we don't have contracts yet, but what if we just pay the players out of our pockets before we get fans to show up? And then eventually people will be like, what, there's a game going on in there? And they'll just kind of go in and start buying merchandise. And uh, I think he learned from his previous venture. He was like, wait a minute, I'm losing how much every single game? Oh, I've played this game before. Yeah, I I lose every time those guys step onto the field. I lose a lot of money. I'm, I'm done after one game. If MoviePass taught me anything, it's that you shouldn't lose money every time you do a thing. But now, now he has all the players' uh, data, so he can sell that to uh, advertisers. Yeah, it was. <laughs> no, no, but those, those advertisers only gave him twenty, thirty dollars for that. What are you doing, man? All right, let's move on to some topics that uh, aren't so last minute as this one. 
here I, I have two topics that I sent you that are things we've talked about in the past, and it's it's one of those things where our, it's 2019 and we're still talking about it. Are you kidding? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, listeners, and Jake, yes, and you, Kentucky has entered 2019 uh, in a grand fashion because the governor signed a bill making bestiality illegal. That's right. As of March 27, 2019, uh Governor Matt Bevin signed a bill that outlaws sex between animals and humans in Kentucky. Good good for Kentucky. Th- I knew this was is. their year, man. I said 2019. This is the year Kentucky quits banging livestock or whatever. Well, and it's about time, too, because according to uh, this, there's a link there, that, but it, several previous attempts at banning bestiality in Kentucky had failed in recent years. This is a topic we've talked about. Every so often, a state pops up that says, okay, I suppose we're going to make it illegal to fuck animals. How is this? I mean, I know that we're all about states' rights, but how is this just not a federal law? Like, all right. Um, So I clicked the link, and January 2017, (laughs) when neighboring Ohio last month, so in December of 2016— Ohio enacted a law making bestiality a felony. It left Kentucky in the embarrassing position of being one of only nine states where having sex with animals is not a crime. And a Republican lawmaker from Richmond tried to fix that with a catch, but it didn't pass. It took a whole year. To be fair, <laughs> because dude, we, we they don't, were trying. The yeah. former. <laughs> we didn't want to irritate the Kentucky Farm Bureau. Yeah. So lonely farmers were against uh, House Bill 143 would ban the sexual assault of a pet dog or cat, but it wouldn't address sex with other animals because farmers were, hey, you keep big government off me and my cow. What me and my cow do is my business. Yeah, to be fair, they tried to pass every one of those uh, anti-animal sex laws like the week that Shape of Water came out in theater. And it's like, dude, it's such a good movie, though. What are you <laughs> what are you doing? You're going to have to wait a couple months. It's sort of like how we all had to pretend to like Black Panther so it wasn't a hate crime or whatever, you know, until you know, we waited a couple months and then went back to saying comic book movie sucks. You know what I mean? Like you have to do the same thing with animal sex after Shape of Water. Actually, that's your just fetish. There are quite a few great comic book movies. Black Panther was watchable, but it wasn't great. No, I, I know. It I didn't, I, and I talk shit it. all the time because it was overrated, but it was. I watched it, and as, as much, much so. shit as I constantly so. talk about comic book movies, I enjoyed it. So getting getting a getting a semi thumbs up from me in the comic book world is is sort of like having a straight guy jacking off to to gay porn, who's also got his other hand hooked up to a lie detector. Like, no, I'm normally not into this it's just you know it's a good plot and it's well done and you know um i'm reading down alabama three years ago made uh, sex with an animal a misdemeanor but it exempted acceptable veterinarian and animal husband breed practices so so vets uh if they're they're working on dog and they want to stick a finger in the ass you know they won't go to jail for that so so good on alabama for making a, a misdemeanor it, it's it's cool that there was there was like bestiality people making like lawyer loopholes. Hey, how come, how come, how come Doc over there gets to throw on the rubber glove and do whatever the hell he wants to my animals? But when I do it, the owner of the sheep, now it's a crime. Keep big government off of my sheep. 
Exactly. Well, here's the, here's the other thing, because it's, it's, it's somewhat related in the sense that, are we still talking about this? Um, now, this story was unfortunately written uh, a post-date of April 1st, 2019, but it's not an April Fool's joke. It is not an April Fool's joke. California is still trying to make child marriage illegal. Because if you have a parent that says, yeah, I want my uh, 14-year-old to marry this 38-year-old guy, uh, religious freedom, the states go, ah, well, how can we discriminate there? Religious freedom. You know, what what are you going to do? Well, between religious freedom and Hollywood, yeah, California's probably got a tough time with that. But how, how you know, it's, again, I said this. Since 2016, 14 states have strengthened their marriage laws to set minimum age, but only seven have effectively banned child marriage. How, how, we have seven states out of 50, so 43 states are fucking just free-for-alls. And of course, this is, it's so weird. The American Civil Liberties Union is so all over the place. They, they, they fought against the bill. Like, they, they will fight for a Nazi's right to protest, and they, they just, they, they I, I don't get it. They fight for everything as long as it's, quote, civil liberties. People should have the right to do whatever the hell they want, according to the ACU, ACLU. Yeah, it, you know what, I, I in, in, the, in a year like 2019, at a time like this, when all political ads seem to be uh, attack ads, you know, and, and 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 we've lost all civility when it comes to politics. How do you not run against somebody who voted against banning child marriage and and uh, fucking? Yes. Uh, how do you not bring that up? Because, dude, I've never even been to California except to train briefly. But if I was running against a congressman who who voted against banning child marriage, I would win just with the bumper sticker, vote for Jake, I fuck adults. Boom, game, set, match. I don't care if it's a red district, blue district. I'm not memorizing anything, man. Just every single uh, question they ask me, it'll be like, um, hey, how do you feel about the new tax plan? Well, I I didn't read it because I was busy banging a lady my own age. I'm sorry. Was there a new tax plan? I didn't... uh, uh, how do you feel about Obamacare? Uh, what's that? I couldn't hear you over the sound of me. Still not fucking kids, like my opponent. Uh, what's my plan to fix the economy? I'm gonna fit. I'm gonna fuck adults until the economy fixes itself. Opposite of my opponent there. Yes, and that's what we say every time. And I, I scroll down, and there is a list. Um, the only states to have set 18 years old as an age limit uh, are Texas. Now Kentucky, oh, so Kentucky uh, and Ohio, the two states we just talked about. So Kentucky and Ohio said, all right, you're not fucking animals and you can't get married at age 12. So good on Kentucky and Ohio. So Texas, Kentucky, Ohio, Virginia, Delaware, looks like Maryland, New York, New Jersey, and that's it. That's Those are literally the only states. And then there are a few that have... Minimum ages, like uh, age 16 is a minimum age in quite a few places. But there are a shit ton that's just like, yeah. You well, know, and, okay, get- with the ones where it's 16, I guess my question with that is, um, can you marry a 16-year-old at any age? Or is it just like, oh, well, you can get married at 16 to like another 16-year-old. Or like, you know, there's a three or four-year age buffer. You know what I mean? Like, okay, if they're, I, I, they're, if they're a lot 18, of them say if you're in the same a lot of them say parental fine. consent. Okay, a lot of them say parental consent. Okay, so that 
Yeah, but yeah, that's still a little fucking weird because. Well, it's weird because what happens is, and they're saying it's religious freedom because it, it goes with child brides where they, you know, take their 12-year-old and get them engaged to a 38-year-old and marry the 38-year-old because religion. I have no reason. But that's what they say is is that it would be religious discrimination if you protected these kids from whatever. The, I fucking weird. And I'm not naming any religions because they just say religious freedom in the article. Yeah. So I'm sure it's the small, tiny sects of, of other religions. See, that's the thing is you, you get freedom of religion in this country until you start fucking kids. Then then I, I think we're pretty much all again. Then I think even the most devout, funny, hat-wearing religious person would agree that uh, maybe it's time for the state to step in and, uh, you know, take down the Waco guy, right? We, we, we've, uh, we could agree on that. No well, freedom of religion as long as it's only people over 18 getting banged or whatever this uh, <laughs> i'm thinking of what tucker carlson said uh on bubba the love sponge a while ago where they talked about uh, rape versus child brides when he was protecting uh warren jeffs where he said well at least you know the one that's becoming a bride is getting married and the guy is gonna you know love and care for her um in a bizarre way the Catholic Church was all about fucking kids forever and protecting it and covering it up. Um, and, and it's odd that, yeah, they like you just said, even the most funny hat would come out and say, no, no, you, you can't get married. You can fuck them on the side, but, you know, we don't want to go into the light with this. We don't want to plead our case in front of the public. We just want to cover it up and move it along. Okay, that's that's another thing is um, here's I, – and I, I probably have said this on here before, but – if they if they want to stop that shit with the kids in the in the Catholic Church, outlaw altar boys, man. Like, how the fuck is it legal for those kids yeah, to hang yeah. out there? That's ridiculous. And it, like, most of them just say, "Oh, we need more accountability," which is absolutely true. But I, I mean, the root of the problem: why do you have young boys in dresses hanging out with these adults who ain't getting laid, lighting scented candles? Maybe uh, have other adults light the candles. That's that's just insane. There's no other job where they will let you do that. Like, listen, I'm bringing a 12-year-old here to uh, help me at work in a dress uh, with no with no cameras around. Like, there's no there's no fucking way that would ever happen. There is not. All right, let's move on to more topical things that we have not talked about yet. We're, we're the problem with doing a weekly podcast as opposed to a daily is we are a week behind on this one. Um, and it's gone. It's gone from the news. It's it's yesterday's news. We are so distracted and everything moves at such a quick speed that this isn't talked about anymore. But I found what happened with the Special Olympics funding the other week very interesting. Um, Trump puts out a notice to his people saying, hey, let's cut this money from the budget. So Betsy DeVos goes in front of you know, whoever she's supposed to and says, yes, we're cutting, we're making the difficult decision of cutting $18 million from the Special Olympics Fund. And then Trump comes in and says, ah, I have, quote, overridden my people. We're going to keep the Special Olympics. I'm a hero. So he basically gets credit for starting a fire and then putting it out. He, he puts out a fire that he started and says, see, I'm a hero. I would never pick on those uh, specially abled kids. This is how his administration works. And this isn't conspiracy bullshit. It's just, this is, you know, so he can tell his supporters, 
And those dumb fucks will believe him. See, I, I didn't do anything mean to those kids. Well, you tried to. You, you pawned it off on someone else, and you dipped your toe in the water to see how it would play out. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of see that one both ways, though. I sort of look at that as a positive in that uh, he is a guy who, you know, he got pressure put on him about this, and he... He corrected the ship and he and he and he did the right thing. And it's like, yeah, him taking credit for it's kind of fucking dumb. But what else is new, man? The guy will take credit every time there's enough rain in in the spring and not too much rain in the in the summer and fall. Like, that's just sort of the way the guy is. And I, uh, the thing is, is I don't think he personally would have known about that just because the cut was something like two trillion dollars. No, I mean the the, the, oh, the, the overall total cut. cut. Yeah, it was something oh, okay. crazy, like two trillion dollars or something, right? And and then this was eighteen million out of that. That's a that's small. I mean, eighteen million is normally never a small number, and until you're comparing it to something like that, so that that's kind of the problem with making massive blanketed cuts like that. Is everybody likes the idea of oh less government spending, you know, until you start looking at the things they're actually cutting, and when they're making cuts that big, um, you're you're gonna you're gonna find shit under that microscope that like oh no we like this and we like this and we like this we just don't like government spending yeah well that's what they're spending money on you dumb shits so like you you got to get more specific with with things like tax cuts you know. Well, and that's, you talk about putting it under a microscope, that's why the first two things that hit, I mean, immediately, is, as they said, we need to cut $18 million from the Special Olympics, and it's a, quote, difficult decision. At the exact same time, two stories hit, hit which were, we're also asking for a $60 million increase in charter schools, which just basically translates into religious freedom schools. And that $18 million is what it costs for Donald Trump to take four or five trips to Mar-a-Lago. That's what the Secret Service and the hotels and the travel, it's like. Right. So, yeah, when, when you get into what you're cutting and what you're getting, people, and again, you talk about news moving quickly, the Trump going to Mar-a-Lago and golfing was, big, was a big story for about a month, uh, his first year of the presidency. They talked about the cost and how the taxpayers are funding it, and then it went away. I don't understand why it went away. I mean, it's still—this This is a lot of money that our tax dollars are spending because he's a jerk-off president that just goes it down is, to Florida. Dude, the Republicans did the same shit to Obama when he was, oh, look at all the Secret Service that has to, you know, get spent so this guy can go golfy. I yeah, mean, it's the same kind of thing, When they man. put it side by side, they show that Trump is taking advantage. There's a— there's a difference between jumping in the 10 items or less line at the grocery store with 11 items and 25 items. And that's the difference, is you can say that, yeah, the Republicans did the same thing, but there's a difference. There's a difference. I, I see what you mean when, you, when if, he's, if he's harping on, hey, we need less spending and shit. I, I get that that's it's hypocritical. So I see that. That being said, it, it sort of goes back to what I was saying about the— the overall price of the tax cut like that is such a small amount of money when you look at the entire blanket of government spending it's just it, it's 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 tiny that that cut let me let me look up the size of the cut man because that was it was it was like a couple trillion dollars or something like that so like yeah um 18 million 
whether it's for golfing or the Special Olympics or it's or it's for Special Olympics golfing. You know, Trump goes golfing with the disabled. <laughs> like, I don't give a you – know, whatever, man. Throw another $18 million in for that because, like, if, if we're talking $2 trillion, the government has change, you know. It's got change for shit like that. It does. It's it's in the ashtray. Well, speaking of money, let's let's continue down this path. Um, it's the same thing. This is this week's. Oh, and we are recording on April fourth. So uh, anything happens between April fourth and the time this posts, that's why we didn't get to it. Um, you talk about uh, cutting funding. Trump has says said that he is going to cut all assistance to Honduras, El Salvador, and Guatemala. That's not going to make uh, the migrant caravans go away. It's going to make them worse. No. Like, if if you are giving funding to, quote, shithole countries to try and make them better, and it's working. But see, progress takes place in millimeters and inches, not miles. So you don't just, you know, give them a million dollars and expect to snap fingers and say, hey, everything's better. Um, it's It's this weird... You say you don't want the migrant caravans coming here and you want to slow immigration, but then you and, and it's it's I can see both sides of it is this issue. Why are we sending money down there if only to slow the flow of immigrants? Are, we're, are we doing it out of the goodness of our hearts? I mean, there's got to be an end cause for it. So if the end cause is to have less immigration, to have less caravans saying we're not going to make your place help you make your country better to live in. You're only increasing the immigration you say you hate. Right. And it's it's one thing if you want to make the argument like, uh, well, it's, it's getting spent ineffectively. And, and you can just in the basic fact like, oh, look, well, it's completely destabilized and, and so many people are, are moving here from there. And so that's that's just proof that nothing we're doing down there with the money is working. And I, I get it to a point. But if thinking oh well this is going to somehow make it better like it, it's absolutely not you're just you're, you're pulling out and then and then trying to um put a tourniquet on the problem once it gets up here instead of instead of you know helping it at the source the the, the wounded nation that the money is supposed to be trying to help so i mean really if they if he really gave a fuck about slowing the flow of immigration from those places he would say well how can we better help the place? You know, do they need more money? Do they need money in, a, in going to a different place? You know, is, is a lot of this going into the pockets of corrupt politicians and it's, and it's things we should actually be, be doing ourselves or, or uh, you know, maybe giving it to a different organization down there or, you know, figuring what else to do with the money. This, this part where, um, fuck those guys, I'm just going to pull the money. Well, guess what? You're going to get more people coming up here from there because it's going to be even more fucked up now because you you just pulled a bunch of aid from them and they needed that to make the place better yeah and i did read um one story and i believe i listened to a podcast that said in a different way what i said a minute ago about how progress happens in millimeters and inches not miles all the money that we have been sending there is just now starting to take effect because it's not like we just dropped off bags of cash. We uh, we did, from the report I read, um, moved slowly and methodically to make sure that the money was not going into the pockets of corrupt politicians, that they said, okay, we want accountability for this money. So 
the process has only been in effect for a few years, and you're starting a, a very slow boulder roll. You are pushing a big rock, and so there's no momentum yet. It's just right now starting to uh, make its way into the needed communities and or the programs to start change in the future. A fix is not, uh, you know, here's a million dollars, everything's better. It's a five-year plan, it's a 10-year plan, it's a 20-year plan. So to two or three years in say, oh, it's not working, that's very short-sighted. But I'm just making this comparison now. I think that's what happened with several of the Trump properties that went bankrupt is it happened really quick. He, like, he wanted something to happen within a couple months, and it didn't work, and so they pulled the plug on the construction or the casino, or I saw a, a piece on his bankrupt properties, and yeah, that's, that's what happened there. So it's a pattern. Right, yeah, it's, it's not, uh, not going to help. Now, what he should do, take all of them golfing. You know what I'm saying? Take, take the entire country of Honduras golfing. I, I think that'll help it. Aren't they already caddies? Hey. There you go. There you go. Hire Mr. Caddy. Put your money where 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 your mouth is, Trump, or I should say our, our money where your mouth is. I I will say that the favorite my favorite thing of all time. I could not have loved this more. And I know people got angry because people have too much time on their hands. The I loved. I absolutely loved the Fox graphic that said Trump to cut assistance to three Mexico countries or three Mexican countries or whatever it said. I laughed and laughed and laughed. I thought that was just fucking hilarious. It's good branding. Every every country they want them not to like, they, they're just going to call Mexico. You know what I'm saying? Well, there was a map. Someone uh, put a map on the Internet um, that, that labeled all of South America by the different Mexicos, like Colombia was cocaine Mexico, and Brazil was soccer Mexico, and Puerto Rico was island Mexico. It was the funniest goddamn thing I've ever seen. They even I, called, Fox News even called Elizabeth Warren the chief of Mexico. I thought that was over the line. It's over the top. <laughs> all right. Jake's got to get to work. So one more quick story that's basically a big nothing, but I sent it to you this morning. This man was the only passenger on a Boeing 737 to Italy. Now, when I clicked that link, I expected to see something about the 737 MAX that crashed and how nobody wanted to fly on the plane and everybody was afraid, but this country said, fuck it, we're fine. But it's a different model of 737, so it's not the plane that crashed. What happened was someone chartered the plane and filled it and flew it from one place to another. And with the plane in destination B, they said, well, we have this empty plane. Why don't we sell one-way tickets to where it needs to go? And anybody that wants to just buy a one-way ticket, we have this empty plane that, you know, was chartered. Let's just try and make a couple bucks off it. And only one guy bought a ticket. And so he took these pictures of himself on this empty plane. And apparently the pilot, you know, referred to him as Mr. Passenger. And the only reason I like this story is because... I flew in October of 2001, several weeks after 9-11, and I don't know how many people were on my airplane, but on this jet, there were probably 10 or 12 of us. 
I mean, I stretched out on an entire five-person row. Like, we yeah. all just slept. And so it is a weird, neat feeling to be... I mean, we just sort of looked around at one another like, I guess everybody's afraid to fly, except us. And have you ever experienced anything like that? Because it was fucking surreal and neat. We were on a big... 200 person plane and there were only like 12 of us and the stewardess would come by every so often or flight attendant and i'm like no i'm just gonna go to sleep i'm good and it was it was a weird neat surreal experience yeah they asked the guy they were like oh but this is pretty weird right he was like no last week i was in an american football league game i was the only one there too <laughs> I, uh, that's, that's what i flew here for I, uh, it's been a pretty lonely trip Ah, we can't top that. That is a callback. All right, Jake, get to work. Uh, I'm not going to try and do anything after that beautiful callback. <laughs> Front to end. That's bookended. Jake, you bookended just bookended people. the podcast. Yep, yep. Oh, it's beautiful. JakeVevra.com for Jake in New York City. NathanTimmel.com. And I uh, fart around in the Midwest. Thanks for listening. Tell your friends. Send us links. Give us story ideas. Give us feedback. And uh, and if you don't give us feedback, we're going to do another podcast on how people that are against circumcision are stupid. Because that's the most feedback we've ever gotten is when we piss those idiots off. You damn dirty and eater dicks. All right. Goodbye. Later. Later.